I tell you what, there's a lot of names. That, it's really interesting to study the names of this part of the country. They're, honest to goodness, on the old maps is a place south of Norwood about Jeremy. Before you get to my mom's driveway, my mom and dad's driveway, back up on the flat. If you look on that, it's called Tick Ridge on the old maps. <laughs> tick Ridge. And it's T-I-C-K. Amen. I mean, it meant tick. <laughs> so anyway, don't buy that farm. <laughs> Brother Helford, you'll get ticks. Amen. All righty. I don't know. I'll tell you what. If you get mean enough, ticks will leave you alone. <laughs> ticks can know who's tender hearted and sweet and they'll go after you. <laughs> oh, amen. Well, 1 Corinthians chapter, 13, 12, chapter 11. Is everybody there say amen? Well, that's a real deal. Maybe I never told you to go there. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 11. We're going to have communion today. And we're going to celebrate the Lord's uh, Supper. And as it's called oftentimes communion, whatever you want to call it. But in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, let's try it now. Is everybody there say Amen. amen. That sounds a lot better. Online people, we're glad you're with us today. And I was going to do something, but I'm not going to today. But if you come back tonight, we're going to do something. We're going to let the online listeners, Van, send requests for the songs that they'd like for us to sing. And we'll sing them if we know them. If we don't know them, we ain't going to sing them. <laughs> but if online listeners tonight, you, uh, when the service starts tonight, you send in comments what song you want. Just put the name of it. Don't put a number because they don't tell what songbook it'll be in. We only have three songbooks there in your deals, you know. And anyway, we don't always know what we're going to do. Verse number 23. Verse number 23. Let's all stand again just for a little bit for the reading of God's Word. And again, uh, thank you for being here. I'm going to try to preach fast today. But with, Brother Joel, I'm going to need you on the piano. If, you don't, if you're where you can. I know that if you can't, well, I'll get somebody else. But if you can, I'd appreciate you being on the piano. The Bible said, For I have received of the Lord that which I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus... In the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take ye, this is my body which is broken for you, this do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as oft as you drink it, in remembrance of me. That's twice we're told to remember him. Verse 26. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. You ain't done a line that till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself not discerning the Lord's body. Now, let me just say a little statement to you here. To eat and drink unworthily, I personally, if, the, if I can understand the scripture right, number one, don't do it if you're not saved. Amen. Communion is for people that's saved. Amen. I'm talking about being born again in the spirit of God. You've come to God as a guilty sinner and realized you needed a savior that you can't save yourself. You give up on your own self-righteousness and you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. You believe on Him, believe in Him and on Him, and you look unto Him as your Savior, and you receive Him as your Savior, that He died for your sins, was buried, and was rose from the dead on the third day. And by the way, if you believed on Him and His, uh, His redemptive gospel message and His work, you're saved. Amen. Plus nothing. Amen. Minus nothing. Amen. He's all you need, amen. amen. But if you ain't been saved, don't take communion. 
Now, here's another one there. By unworthily in this context, speaking to the church here, if I walk up here and have communion and have known sin in my life that I will not repent of and will not confess and, say, and agree with God about it and have a right attitude, not wanting to justify it or rationalize it, but just blatantly in the face of God, I don't care, and you take communion, communion let me tell you what's going to happen. We're going to read it. You will either get sick well, first of all, you'll get weak. That's what it says. Second of all, you keep it up, you'll get sick. Thirdly of all, it'll kill you. Take you out. That's in the Bible. Those are the three levels of chastisement God uh, does when people take communion and will not get right with God about issues in their life. And you say, well, I'm young, I don't feel that. Well, I'll tell you, just give God a little time. He'll come up and visit you one of these days. But uh, that's, and here's what I want to tell you. Now, this morning's going to be a little different service. At any time in this service, we're going to sing quite a bit. At any time during this service, the Lord dealing with you about anything. I don't care whether it's comfort, you're brokenhearted, you're wore out. <laughs> Everybody's there. There's issues in your life that you've been struggling with. I mean, you're, you're hurting, your heart broke, whatever it may be. I want you to feel free to come and pray. I don't care. I don't care when you go around the backside of the building. I don't care if you come up here. But I don't want anything to hinder you from obeying the Lord today. And I want to tell you, just because somebody goes to the altar don't mean they're full of sin. They just may need God's hand of comfort on their soul today. Amen. I don't know what it may be your need is today, but I don't want you to have any hindrance to you coming and saying, God, I need you today. I came to worship. I don't care what Reggie does or doesn't do. God, I came to worship you. And you need that in your church. Amen. And so let's continue reading now. Verse number 30. He, he said there, they don't discern the Lord's body. He said they drink unworthily, eat unworthily. For this cause, because they would not confess their sin and get right about it. Now, I'm going to wait a minute. Hang on. That doesn't mean that you're never going to do that again. You go back out here. What it does mean is that you're honest with God. You got a problem. Your flesh is weak. Your flesh is wicked. And the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the two are contrary to the one and the other, so that you cannot do the things you would. Paul said, that that I would do, I do not. And you're going to have times in your life, you're going to struggle, and you're going to fight with sin, and Satan, and the world, and the flesh, and the devil. Now, he, all God wants you to do is do what David did, is just get honest with him. Amen. Behold, that is our truth in the inward parts. And God has this. So that we'll be reminded about what he did for us and it has a purifying effect upon us and it has the effect to draw us closer to God. That's what communion is all about. Amen. Now, he said for this cause, because they messed around. Now, I'm going to say something. Watch this. Don't you trifle with God. Amen. I'm going to give you a testimony. I have taken communion fighting God. It cost me. I got weak and I got sick. Ain't kill me yet. But I'm telling you, I don't care how young you think you are. Now, I'm just, I hate to admit that, but I have. Sometimes you can just will your way on through. You can just push your way on through. Yeah. Don't do that. Okay? The thing to do is you say, well, I just ain't going to take communion. No, no, no. That's not the thing to do. The thing to do is get right with God and say, Lord, I'm just going to agree with you. I got a problem. I don't know how I'll do it. And I leave church today, Lord, but for your grace, I'm willing to admit I got a problem with sin in my life, whatever it may be. And God, just give me the grace of God to turn from it the best I can. Give me power over it. Amen. And Lord, I'm going to go out back out and with a heart that wants to serve you. And that's all God asks. He ain't asking you to live sinless. You can't. Amen. Amen. Christ is the only one that lives sinless. What he does want out of you and I is honesty of heart. 
Well, he said, for this cause, many are weak and sickly among you and many sleep. That means they died. Now watch what God wants you to do. Verse 31, for if we would judge ourselves, if we would judge ourselves, did you know, do you know why some Christians can sit in a church service and ain't no kind of preaching bothers them? Because they've already judged themselves. Do you know why some people come to church and their preaching bothers them? Because they will not judge themselves. God wants you and I to judge ourselves based upon the word of God, not upon some preacher's preferences. He wants you to judge yourself based upon the word of God. And if if your life's not lined up with the word of God, he just wants you to get lined up with it or at least have a heart that you want to. Now he said there, if we judge ourselves, we should not be judged. God does not want to judge you in, in that he'd rather you judge yourself. By the way, Christian maturity is when you get to where you judge yourself. Ain't no preacher has to get up and tell you that ain't right, that ain't right, that ain't right. You're reading the word of God, you're walking with God, you want to know what's right. When you find out what's right, you want to do what's right. And when you, even if your flesh is fighting, you know what about, hey, let me tell, I don't, let me see if your flesh like my flesh. My spirit wants to do right. My flesh does not want to do right. Has anybody else had that problem besides me? My flesh never has wanted to do what's right. Still don't today. Every good and right thing, the holy thing that I try to live for God, my flesh bucks up against it and fights me against it. Don't be foolish. We're not here playing church, amen. amen. We're not playing Mickey Mouse, let's be nice people. I don't tell you, this is the first church of the salvage yard. This is the place where Christ died for sinners. Well, I have no time for your self-righteousness. I don't have no time for my self-righteousness. I needed a Savior. Amen. Now, he said, but when we are judged, we're chasing to the Lord. God says, I'll whoop you now. That, why? That we should not be condemned with the world. I'd rather be chastened by God than be condemned with the world. Amen. Wherefore, my brethren, when you come together to eat like church eatings, tarry one for another. In other words, let somebody get in front of you on the line. <clears throat> no, it didn't say that. I'm sorry. Uh, verse 34, if any man hunger, let him eat at home, that you come not together unto condemnation. The rest I'll set in order when it come. Now, Lord, help us today to preach fast and quick and clear and sharp. And full of the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> I want to preach to you real quick this morning on three looks of communion. The three looks that God wants you to see in communion. Number one, God wants you to look back. Here, now, in the Old Testament, they had an altar. In the New Testament, we have a table. That's why this is not an altar. This is a table. And it says they're just doing remembrance of me. Kids, this ain't just a bunch of old dead traditions. This is vital Christianity. All right? In the Old Testament, they had an altar. And when the family came to church, they came to, here comes the dad and the mom and all the kids, and they brought a lamb with them, and they brought it down to the temple or the tabernacle, whichever the case was, wherever they were in history. And the dad brought that lamb up there, and the family gathered around, and they put their hands on the head of that lamb, and they leaned on him. And that that was indicative that they were transferring their sins to an innocent substitute. When Adam and Eve sinned, the first people to ever wear what did God do? He killed an innocent substitute. This is the gospel. Killed an innocent substitute and clothed them as a sign of being clothed in his righteousness. All right? That started out. Then you go to Abel and Cain. What did Abel do? He brought a lamb, a blood sacrifice lamb. God accepted that. What did Cain do? 
He brought the works of his hands and God rejected that. Let me just tell you something. I don't care how good you think you're living. I don't care how many times you've been baptized. I don't care how many churches you belong. I don't care what you do. I don't care how many times you don't cuss. I don't care. I don't know what you don't do. But you don't do and don't save you. Amen. Don't do and don't save you. Amen. There's only one thing that'll save you and that's the blood of the Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that started it back over here in creation. And those people that had faith in Christ, the Messiah that would come, they would look back to creation at the fall. We are sinners in need of a Redeemer. We cannot save ourselves. We need a Savior. God gave them in Genesis chapter 3, the same chapter where the fall occurred. In verse 15, God gave them the promise of a Redeemer. Uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, would come and die for their sins, and he would crush the head of the serpent. And these people believed that, those who had faith in, in the Messiah, they would bring their lamb to the priest there at the altar, and the priest would kill the lamb, slit the lamb's throat, take the blood, and put it in a certain place there, indicating all that the blood did for the person who came. And so they had an altar. Now, what they did was they looked back to creation at the fall, but they looked forward to the cross Isaiah, but he was wounded for our transgressions. That hadn't happened yet. Psalm chapter 20, all of them, all those promises that someday a redeemer would be born of. Someday, art John, they sent John the Baptist sent to Jesus, art thou he or should we look for another? They were looking for the Messiah. They were looking for the one who would come and die and be the Lamb of God. And when John the Baptist, amen, saw Jesus Christ in Jordan, he said, the Lamb of God, behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. Now, I want to tell you something right now. If you'd like to be happier, get the sin out of your life. Amen. If you'd, I'll tell you what, if you would be happy, the old preachers used to say, be holy. And the only way you can be holy is by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'll tell you what to do. Number 411. Get your songbooks out. Amen. We're going to worship God. Number 411. Number 411. I want you to look at it. I believe it's 411. I ain't sure. Huh? Solid Rock, number 411. Everybody getting your, your songbook open. Are you ready? Hit that thing, Joe. Now watch this. Watch what the songwriter said here. This is what we're talking about. This is why we're having you. Are you ready? Here we go. Watch what he says. My hope is built. Yeah, man. That's all it is. trust nothing I'm doing. Holy lean on Jesus' name. Holy lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock. That's where it's at. All of the ground is sinking down. Other ground is sinking sand. I want you to get that first verse again. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. It's not my righteousness. It's not your righteousness. It's the righteousness of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you what, I'm just happy as I had good sins. Amen. You say, well, that guy's crazy. I'll tell you what, I'll be crazy in the, in the Lord Jesus Christ. This ain't craziness. This is the truth of God. And you won't hardly hear it anywhere in the world anymore. It's his blood. It's his righteousness. And what happened was God saved those people because they believed the Messiah would come. Well, you and I are up here and the cross has now become our altar and we have a table now a table is a place of fellowship 
And because Jesus died for our sins and because he was buried and because he overcame death, hell, and the grave and rose from the dead, you and I can have fellowship with the Lord Jesus Christ and that's what you come to church about, amen. I want to tell you something this morning. God wants us to look back, first of all, the first look in your Bible there was, he said, this do in remembrance of me. You know what God wants you to do this morning? God wants you to remember when you was lost and on your road to hell. God wants you to remember when you didn't have any hope. God wants you to remember when you heard the gospel. God wants you to remember that Jesus died for you. God wants you to know that Christ, before the foundation of the world, the Bible said that he was predestined to be a sacrifice for the sins of the people before God ever made this place. Amen. God wants you to remember that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. God wants you to remember that he's God and he's man. God wants you to remember that he lived a sinless life. God wants you to remember he is a virgin born son of God. God wants you to remember that he walked 33 years and never sinned one time thought, deed, motives, but word or any other way. He's God in the flesh. Amen. And the Bible wants you to remember that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ loved you so much. The Bible said that he allowed himself to be spit upon, his beard plucked, a crown of thorns upon his head, his back. The Bible said his vision is more than any man. He was beaten to the point that you could not recognize his face. And the Bible said there's no beauty that we should desire him. He wasn't a Hollywood star. Amen. If you'd have seen him, you'd have said that boy ain't very good looking. I'm telling you right now, but Jesus came as a lowly babe in the manger and walked a sinless life. And then he offered himself as the Lamb of God for our sins. And I'm telling you, God wants you to remember that. You know what? I, I smell something stinks bad. I smell some stinking self-righteousness in this church. You think you're a pretty good person. You stink. Shoo. You smell that. I can smell self-righteousness. It stinks like the bowels of hell was opened up. Oh, some of you sitting in here think you're a pretty good person. I don't smoke and I don't dope and I don't drink. I don't do this and I don't do that. And I tell you what, I'm blessed and I must be a pretty nice guy. No, you're not. You're sorry as hell itself. You ought to have been in hell and you will be unless Jesus Christ saves your soul. Amen. God wants you to remember you could not, cannot, never will be able to save yourself. Remember Jesus. Remember Jesus. Remember they put a spear through his side. Remember they nailed him to the cross. Remember that he who is life itself died in your place, paid for your sin. Remember that he paid your debt. The Bible said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we're healed. The Bible said, who his own self bear our iniquity in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness. Oh, the Bible says, remember Jesus. I want to tell you something right now. You're planning on going to heaven? Let me tell you what you're going to do when you get to heaven. You're going to eternally, 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 eternally praise and bless his holy name. He's the only reason I'm here this morning. If I ain't here for Jesus, Brother Marcus, I'm out. Amen. I'm going to go home and eat fried chicken and baked potatoes or whatever my wife's got. But I'm here for Jesus' sake. Amen. I'm, I'm not going. To, he wants you to remember you're not going to hell because of what Christ did for you. Amen. You're not going to hell because you ain't never been divorced. <laughs> oh, some of you have said to bless God, I ain't never been divorced. Well, I got good news. Christ died for sinners. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Right. You 
said, bless God, I ain't never had liquor touch my lips. I'm glad for you. I'm glad for you. But that ain't your righteousness. Amen. Bless God, I never did fornicate. I'm glad for you. But that don't save you. Oh, some of you sweating now. But some of you sitting here, you like that kind of preaching, but you don't like this kind of preaching. Some of you have been smoking your marijuana joints. Some of you have been cussing. You can drink it now. Yeah. Some of you have been vaping. Ooh. I know I ain't supposed to preach on that. Some of you still got skull hanging around the back pocket of your britches. When's the last time you ever witnessed somebody with a big water skull in around? I want to tell you, I'll actually have you come to church Sunday. Yeah. But here's the preaching I don't like. Be angry and sin not. Now that preacher's a meddling van. But I want to tell you something. I don't care what you've done or not done. The only thing that will ever save any of us and has saved you is the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, I want God wants you to, God wants you to remember his mercy. Amen. I want to tell you it's mercy. It was mercy. It was mercy. It was mercy. It was mercy. God wants you to remember his grace. It was his grace. It's his grace. For by grace are you saved through that. Not by works of righteousness which we have done. But according to his mercy he has saved us. I'll tell you what I ought to do just get, get on your face and crawl out of church this morning and say, oh God, I thank you for mercy. God, I ain't worthy to sit in a seat in that church house this morning. God, I tell you, if it wasn't for your grace, I'd be in the bowels of hell screaming my lungs out. I'm telling you, wanting you to go warn somebody else, but I'm not because Jesus died for me. Yes. I want to tell you something I hope. I don't look, it's, it ain't looking good, Brother Caleb. I'll start to say something to Karen. i say, what was I going to say? Somebody sent me a stupid little deal on Facebook or something, you know. Says goes like this, said that men, women speak 30,000 words a day and men only speak 15,000. And then down below it, it said this. That's because men are all the time saying, what'd you say? <laughs> we make them repeat everything, amen. How many's ever had that done to you? I don't like being made fun of like that. Don't you do that to me. <laughs> I want to tell you something. I'm, hey, you get good with God. I'll tell you what, you'll have a smile in your soul. Amen. I was coming up the highway this morning and the devil jumped up on my steering wheel and he said, you need to get in a sci-fi mood. You're getting ready to go to church. <laughs> and I said, the devil, I ain't letting you do that to me. I'm going to church to worship the king and I don't care if my stomach hurts, if my back's out of place. i tell you what, Jesus Christ is worthy of my worship and my effort to be at church because he died for me. Amen. I will tell you what God wants you to do. He wants you to look he wants you to know. By the way, he wants you to look back. Some of you poor Armenians, you're, you're afraid you're going to lose it. No, you're not. You just think everybody else is going to lose it. Come on. You just think everybody else is going to lose it. I'm going to tell you what you need to do is take a good look back at the cross and find out something that he said. It is finished. I don't give you some of you, I don't care what your name tag is. 
You don't believe in eternal salvation. You don't believe in the salvation of the Bible. You know why? Because the Bible said in Hebrews, the Bible said, the Bible said that Jesus Christ is the author of eternal salvation. Yeah. Amen. Some of you ought to shout and jump up on the back of your pew right there. Because if it wasn't eternal salvation, you'd have been lost and in hell years ago and you know it. Yes. No, it makes me, I'm so sick of this. Oh, you got to live it. Oh, no, you don't. You can't. He lives it through you. Are you listening to me? I'll tell you what, if you're saved and, and, and love the Lord, you'd be happy about this preaching, amen? It wouldn't be making you mad. You'd be glad, amen? I'm telling you right now, it's finished, amen? I'd hate, I'd hate to think, Brother Josh, I'd hate to think that I could lose my salvation. Here I am at the hospital or nursing home. I'm on my last breath. They've called all the folks in. Nobody comes. I don't know whether I'm going to make it God or not. Have I got any unconfessed sin in my life? Is there something I forgot, God? Did I do enough? Did I live good enough? Wouldn't that be a miserable way to live? Well, it'd be a lot more miserable way to die. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to die going bye-bye world. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and finished a long time ago. It was settled in my soul. Christ saved me, gave me eternal life, and it's done. Amen. I'm going to remember that. Amen. This was going to be a short message. Hang on. Where's my number two at? Oh, right here. I've already preached on it. The second look that he wants you to take, the first look is look back to Calvary. Second look is look inwardly. Let a man examine himself. If we judge ourselves, we'll not be judged. You know what God wants you to do? All he asks you to do is be honest with yourself. David said in Psalm 51, he said, Behold, thou desirest truth in inward parts. Now there's some truths I like and some truths I don't like. I like the truth when it talks about your sin. Hey, bless God, amen. Your sin's bad. Terrible. Amen. My sin. I, I did try to call you back. Did you really? Yeah, I really did. Believe it or not. Come here just a second. You're on. You're just on. Come here just a second. I did call you back. I'm serious. Did you really? Yeah, you left a message, right? Yeah. I tried to call you back. And you wouldn't answer the telephone. Yeah, I, asked, I was going to ask you what. Yeah, you don't like me? Dinner? What's the matter problem with you? Huh? Well, what's for dinner? You know? What's for dinner? I don't cook. <laughs> no, this guy's a great guy. Now, I, I'm just going to tell you, I'm really, really bothered this guy came into church. I mean, look at this beard. <laughs> That's my buddy Bill. There's your buddy Bill back there. Okay, Bill, good to have you. Now, I want you to know, I'm sick to death of people talking like that. You know, you know why they say this? Because they don't like our standards. Right. They'll talk, well, you, you're going to wear a dress to go to that church. Who told you that lie? <laughs> Who told you that lie? I'll tell you what you got to have. You got to have britches without holes in them. <laughs> Makes them more expensive. Come up here. I want, come here. I want to see this. You're, they're more expensive. They're more expensive now. Come up here. I want to show you. Now I want to show you something. Who is the holiest? Yeah. You <laughs> I got holy. I got He's got holy britches. I got, I got a holy heart. Man looks upon the outward appearance. Amen. But God looks upon the heart. Amen, bro. 
I'm glad he's here with his hoes and his bitches. Amen. Amen, brother. Make me feel comfortable. <laughs> I feel welcome and at ease to the church where a man wears britches in them. But got... Now I'm going to tell you something. But if he'd have came in here in a dress, oh, right. oh, yeah. that'd be a different matter. Yeah, exactly. Right? Amen. 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 Hey, I appreciate you helping me preach. What's that say on your deal? Every knee shall bow. What's that about? Well, either bow now or bow later. Oh, baloney. You get one of them to look. Amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you something right now. Everybody's welcome to this church, but you ain't going to just do anything you want to do in this church. And you're not taking this church over, amen. And you're not going to affect us and pull us down on our Bible standards. Take that and smoke it. Amen. Woo! Amen. Or drink it. Or drink yeah. <laughs> hey, they've got on the ballot here in Missouri to legalize marijuana. But some of you so excited you can't hardly stand it. You smoking that dope. Now, I'd rather have two dope smokers than one old gossiping hen in this church. <laughs> Ain't any dope smokers that's running the church yet. They sure been plenty of them old Jezebel sows that have, Amen. I like to preach on smoking and doping, but I don't like to preach on uh, pride. <clears throat> Brother so-and-so come and sit up here on the platform with us. <laughs> you ever sat on the platform with this preacher, you're going to sit right here. Because there's no chairs up here for you. <laughs> That's spiritual pride. I see them. I see these churches that got them people on the platform. They're all looking at like you bunch of sinners out there. We are above you, Amen. We're on the platform. How oh, we're watching the faces to see who might be guilty, might be guilty. Who out there who couldn't be us not guilty? Because we're the ones God appointed to check out who is guilty. We're the platform men. You want to set a platform? Help yourself. Right there is your seat. There's a better one right there. <laughs> Y'all having a good time, I am. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. You know what I'm not worried about? I'm not worried about the dope smokers and the liquor drinkers and the vapors and all that crap as I'm about Reg Kelly thinking he's something when he's nothing. Amen. I'm not worried about all that stuff on the outward so much as I am about lusting on the inside. Amen. Oh, what you're doing in private when nobody else knows, you ain't a bit better than what you are in private. Amen. Amen. You ain't a bit better than what you are in private when nobody knows. God just wants you to look at ourselves. Just look. Quit looking about everybody else and say, you know, it's me, it's me. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. That's who needs prayer. God, you're going to have communion here in a little bit. God just asks you to look at yourself. Be honest about it. Well, you say, I'll tell you what, I don't dope and I don't smoke and, and I don't do all that stuff, Reg. You ain't hit me yet. Well, let me keep trying. Amen. <laughs> Brother Don's in. He, he, 
he, watch this. He's a pretty nice guy, but. <laughs> Brother Paul Wade's a pretty nice guy, but he didn't bring me no ice cream. <laughs> Don Zinn's been all over him because he brought me ice cream and didn't bring him none. And that's the truth. I'm going to tell you something. You can live right, spit white, and all that kind of junk. But if you got all in your brother towards your heart, you need to get right this morning. Amen. Amen. Hey, we know that we pass from death unto life. Why? Because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death, the Bible says. I didn't say you've got to like every brother. Because you've got to love him. Amen. You say, what's the difference? I don't know, but it's somewhere in there. Ask my wife about that. I know, I know she loves me, but I don't know if she likes me or not. I know she loves me because she has endured long, suffered long and kind, endured all things. But I'm not sure she likes me that well. Oh, some of you men quit looking like that. Your wife don't like you either. Amen. She just married to you. You got to stay with you. And the men, I ain't even going to go there. If it wasn't for your wife's cooking, you'd have left years ago. You know it. <laughs> Hey, Joel, I bet you think I forgot about you. Would you go to number 235? Number 235. I can't get between preaching and... Oh, my land, it's 1151. Haven't we had fun? 235. Here's what God wants you to do. Hit that thing, Joel. And let's sing it out to the Lord just a little bit this morning. Number 235, lead me to Calvary. Here's what the look God wants you to do. He wants you and I to look back to the cross this morning. King of my life, I crown thee now, thine shall the glory be. Lest I forget thy thorn crown brown, lead me to Calvary. Lest I forget thy ceremony. I forget thine agony, lest thy love for me lead me to Calvary. I want you to go to 296 on the second look. Number 296, be still and know that I'm God. Boy, I tell you what. I like camp meeting kind of services and I like the hallelujah kind, but I tell you there's some times when we just need to be still and know that he's God. Let's sing a verse of that. Be still my soul, the Lord is on thy side. Bear patiently the cross of grief or pain. That's right, amen. If you need to talk to God, get out of that seat. Do some business with God. Let the Lord have his way for once in your life.
ask something. Would you like to go to church where you feel free in the, in the Lord? I'm not talking about liberty to do craziness. Wouldn't you like to go to church where you just felt like the Holy Spirit's just prompting me and dealing with me and drawing me? There may be people here this morning, God wants you in the mission field, and you just need to come up here and talk to him. They say, Lord, I tell you, I, I, I ain't going to make you no promises, but God, I want you to know something. I realize you're dealing with me. I don't know what's going on. You may be here this morning, and you don't have a spouse, but you'd love to be married. You'd love to have children and family. Maybe you just can say, Lord, I don't understand your ways. They're past finding out. But God, I tell you, I ask for your grace to go another mile, to accept your will for me in my life, whatever that is. You may be parents here and you don't know how you're going to make the next car payment. Maybe your house payment went up by 700 bucks like a lot of folks have. And you don't know how you're going to make your payments. But I want you to know you're in a church where you can come and you can pour your heart out to God in this place, all right? I tell you, it's so precious to see a dad and his son go to the altar this morning and just do some business with God. We're going to sing another verse. It's the last verse. Be still, my soul. The hour is hastening on. When we shall be forever with the Lord. Just feel free to do just liberty. Grief and fear are gone. Sorrow for God. Love's purest joys restored. Be still, my soul, when change and tears are past. Safe and blessed. I don't know hardly how to sing, don't know music, but I sure know I like that song. Nobody's no rush. I'm just telling you right now. All week long I've wrestled with this service. God, what do you want? God, what do you want? God, please help me get out of the way. Help me be obedient. And I was coming at the Rosemary like God says, I'll tell you what you do. You open that thing up and you pray out and preach out any kind of foul spirit that might hinder people from doing what they need to do. And I just want you to be at liberty. Pour your heart out to God. You don't need a shrink and you don't need pills. You need to just come to Him. Pour your soul out to Him. The first look this morning in communion is to look back at the Savior. The second look is to look inward so we can have fellowship. The third look this morning, oh my soul, what a wonderful look it is until He comes. Look forward to his coming. Can I tell you something this morning? Jesus Christ is coming more sure, more sure than you're going to get out of this church house today. God bless you, young lady. Some of you young ladies ought to come pray with this young girl right here. Come. I mean, I don't know. Sometimes my heart gets heavy that way. But I want to tell you something. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad he's coming back again? I tell you what, brother. This week, Toyota Corporation, they're sponsoring the first transgender introductory classes and stuff across America. Everywhere I'm looking, it just seemed like this country is going to hell and to Sodom and Gomorrah to the filth and the rot and the garbage. 
And I'm saying, Lord, we're fighting. We're doing all we know to do. I'm preaching. I'm pouring my heart out. We're sending people out to preach. We're trying to reach everybody we can. It just seemed like we're descending into a hell hole just deeper and deeper and deeper. You know what I look forward to? The coming of my Lord. Is the disciples... Jesus responded to their fears and their worries and their concerns about it all. And he said, let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house. Oh, in my Father's house. Oh, in my Father's house. There are many mansions. He said this, Brother Dean. I go away to prepare a place for you. I tell you something, make me want to flip over the top of this puppet. And my Savior not only died for me, rose from the dead, gave me eternal life, give me a life worth living. But right now he's went to prepare a place and he's preparing a place for me and he's preparing a place for you. Oh, listen, someday this world is not our home. We're just a passing through. Our treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. And I'll tell you what, this whole country can go to Sodom and Gomorrah if it wants to. But I'll tell you, I've got a Savior that's coming back. Amen. This whole country can go to the rock they want to. But I've got a Jesus that's coming back in the clouds. Amen. He's coming. He said, you take communion. He said, you remember, I'm coming back. You turn on that stinking news. Let me tell you what you need to say. He's coming back. We got a crazy government right now. Out of bounds. Crazy. FBI, CIA, all the departments just literally abandoning the Constitution and destroying this country. And a president and administration is pushing the queers and pushing all this transgender garbage on our families. But I've got a Savior coming back. And I'm going to tell you, He's a coming. Amen. I want you to take your songbook. I want you to turn to number 498, or 478, I'm sorry. Number 478. You just pray. You come and pray. You stay and pray. You just do what you want to do between you and the Lord. Amen. It's His service, not mine, not yours. It's God's service. Number 478, it is well with my soul. Oh, let's sing it with our hearts to the Lord today. Are you ready? Sing it. I don't want to hear no half-hearted singing. God don't either. Amen. When peace lies. Lift it up. Sorrows like sea, he billows. Amen. For Jesus' sake, it's well. Because of Christ, it's well.
Well, I want you to listen. Verse number two. Here we go. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come. Yes. Yes. Yes, he has. Has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. We're going to go to verse number three, but I want to tell you something before I do right now. I don't claim to be nobody, I ain't nothing. But I tell you what I feel in this service. I believe with all my heart there's people sitting. And you really down your heart, you just like to go have a little talk with Jesus. But you're just kind of bound. It's just not your way. You're not, you're not crazy like I am. And, you know, you don't want to make a scene. But, but somehow or the Holy Spirit's nudging you. You need to come visit with me. You say, well, Reggie, I can do that in my seat. I know you can, and I'm glad that you can. Old thief got saved on the cross. He never bowed his heads. He never put his hands together like this. Didn't get baptized, nothing. God just saved him, amen. But I believe there's times when God checks us out. See about our pride and our, our you know, our stiff heart, stick neck. And the Holy Spirit's just saying, you know something, there's an issue and you know what it is. And I want you to come talk to me about it this morning. I want you to surrender. I want you to yield to me. I want, I, I want you to ask me for help. We have not because we ask not. I'm going to, we're going to sing this third verse. And if that's you this morning, I just ask you to get out of there. Don't let the devil sit on your lap. The old timers used to say, get the devil off your lap and come to God. Look at verse number three. Oh, sing it and worship the king. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part. Not in part. How much is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. Now, remember the third look? Till he come. Hang on a bit, but till he come. This fourth verse right here. Look what it says. And Lord, haste the day when my face shall be sad. Are you ready to sing? Let's sing the fourth verse today. And Lord, haste the day when my face shall be sad. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trunk shall resound and the Lord shall descend even so it is well with my soul it is well with my soul Let me finish my message, okay? Love you. Amen. I want you to see something here this morning before we dismiss. 
God in communion wants you to see the salvation through Christ. He wants you to be sanctified through the table. And at the the coming of Christ is the glorification. Salvation, sanctification, and glorification. Joel, I don't know if you know that song. Could you put that up on the board, guys, that song? We're going to sing a song, go home. Maybe, I don't know. Stay here as long as we want. Amen. I'm sorry. Oh, we got to have communion, don't we? Hey, guys, I need about 20 guys getting up here doing this fast, all right? Spread that stuff out. I'm so, isn't that something? Ma'am, you know what? Now you know what my wife has to go through, don't you? <laughs> that was so funny. Sister Breedlove, she looks at me, she goes. <laughs> Amen. Hey, church ain't over. You want to pray? You come pray. You come help. Guys, just pass that out. Number 247, let's sing that a little bit and then we're going to close out with another song. Number 247, I didn't mean to be this long, but I can't help it. Let's sing verse number two. Oh, that old rugged cross by the world wondrous attraction Lamb of God left his glory above to bear it to dark Calvary. Lift it up to the Lord this morning. So I cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I. Shame and reproach connected to the cross. Me someday, home far away, where his glory forever I'll share. So I'll cherish the old rugged At last I lay down Through the old rugged cross And exchange it someday for a crown They're passing those out and I want you to do something with me today. How many knows this song?
I want you to joke and just kind of nice and quiet. I want to hear the congregation saying this. Now, listen to me. I don't know. The Bible said, boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what another day may be forth. Brother Dean, I was listening to her testimony about her daddy. I want you to get this. They're going to be over at Ava sometime next month. Been with the Collinsworth family. But this lady told about, what was she, Dean, about 10, somewhere in there? She's just a young girl, and her daddy was pastor of this church, and he'd been pastoring. He's just growing and doing well. And they, and they run out of room, and they're going to build a new auditorium. Took them two years to build this new sanctuary, this new auditorium. And the first Sunday they had the service, a new auditorium, she said, my daddy was so excited having people come to that new auditorium, said he's back here to back shaking hands and then people coming in, new building we had. And he said, we had that service. He said, the next day my dad was on a trip to a youth conference. He said, went into a restaurant, sat down. He said, did I know it was the last time I was going to see my daddy alive. He said, he fell over with a massive heart attack and died right there. Watch this. The first funeral they had in that new church was the pastor. I don't know what's coming up this week. But I know one thing. I know who's got next week. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I know who's got tomorrow. Amen. So I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to sing this song and then we're going to partake and then we'll sing a little bit more of it and let you out. All right. Somebody better lead besides me. I don't know. I just live.
hope you've done all the business with the Lord that you need to do. The Bible says, and I think I apologize if we're out of stuff, but I'm glad there's more than enough people here to what we had. So we're not worried about that. God knows. The Bible said, and when he had given thanks, he broke and said, take eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. This is in remembrance of me. And if you have bread, why don't you take that bread right now? And Lord, we want to thank you that you gave your body uh, to be broken for our sin. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, that they, you were wounded and bruised and broken. God, I praise you this morning for that. And I want to thank you for giving yourself a sacrifice for our sin. In Jesus' name, you may partake of the, of the bread. The Bible says in verse number 25, after the same manner also he took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament. And I want to tell you something, folks. That New Testament's not in your baptism. It's not in some prayer. It's not in your good doing. It's in his blood. I said it's in his blood. Amen. And he said, this do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Lord, we want to thank you for the precious blood of Christ. More precious than all the wealth of this world. For you have said, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? What a man gain that the whole world lose his own soul. God, night was the day we recognize there's people in hell to give anything in the world to be where we're at today. And I want to thank you, God, for the body of Christ. I want to thank you for the blood of Christ. Jesus, I thank you for giving yourself so that we could know the forgiveness of sin and be given eternal life and made a child of God. I thank you, Heavenly Father. Oh, Holy Spirit, we thank you that through the eternal spirit he was offered upon the cross. God, now we drink this in remembrance of the blood that you shed for us. Let's partake. All right, let's stand together. I tell you, I hope uh, this morning that the service has been a blessing to you. And I hope that you helped in the Lord. And I hope God's been exalted and Jesus Christ magnified. And again, I want to sing just one part of that verse before we go home. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. Holy the solid rock I stand all other ground is sinking sand all other ground is sinking sand I love you I thank you for being long suffering with me but I ain't going to apologize for God amen we'll see you tonight thank you for being here all you visitors thank you for being here